Hello, everyone. It is Bryson here, and I'm joined by my favorite co-host, who I missed a whole lot, and I'm sure everyone else missed him a whole lot. He's certainly alive, and that's what's going on, Obi. Mr. Bryson NFL, how are you, my good friend? Not the uh, not the end of the season that we were hoping for, but I think that you and I would probably agree that it wasn't necessarily totally unforeseen. Um, I, I have to give you great credit. I remember we almost had like a mini debate at, uh, to a degree months ago, probably October. I'd say October. Um, I know I, I ha- kind of had a feel on this Patriots offense on their wide receivers early in August. I didn't think it felt great. I thought it would take a while before they got going. Unfortunately, they never got going. But I remember you almost saying back in October, you know, what happens if this team gets punched in the mouth in their building and, you know, you go, you go home early because your offense isn't good enough and your defense is great. And look what happened. Their defense, you know, it was essentially a 14-13 to 13 game. But here we go. I, I really like the matchups this weekend. Um, you know, thank you to the Patriots, though, for giving us – they decided to give somebody else a, a, a shot, Bryson, which I really thought – people hate the Patriots. They saw these bad things about the Patriots. But but they decided that in 2019 they were actually going to give somebody else a shot. And I, I think people should be thanking Bill and Brady, truthfully. <laughs> You're damn right, LB. You know, go into the game because I went to the game. Everyone probably knows it, but I was at the game. So when I attend the game – there's no shot in my mind that I'm going to be walking out of there and I'm going to be upset because the Patriots lost. Like every time it happens and the Patriots lose and I'm there, I'm like, wow, man, that just like the Patriots just lost. And this time it was like had to have been, you know, one of the biggest games in forever because Tom Brady's future was. Just, I remember, you know, going home on the radio, they were talking about Tom Brady's future. Is this the end of the dynasty? And it was like such a like, like I was getting a migraine. I had to drive home, and it was just like the it was the worst time of my life. And I was like, I remember I was like, Tom Brady's gone, dynasty's over. Is they're going to be reloading? It's over. And I think we can just go ahead and talk about it now. But I think since that, since that. I don't know what's really changed in my brain because then I was so convinced that I was so unhappy. It was over. The team is going to build around like Jared Stidham and I'd be excited for that. But this version of the dynasty, which brought us so much happiness is now over. But now a couple weeks have passed. We've seen some other games and we've got to kind of look back at the Titans and the run, the run that they've actually had. And the Patriots offense wasn't so good. What we worried about kind of the whole year after Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon walked away, got cut, shamed, shunned away from the team. The offense wasn't so good, and it ended. The defense was elite, as we said they were the whole year. You and I both said the defense was really good. It was, but then the offense wasn't good enough. And I feel better now. I feel a little better, and I also feel better the Titans are owning, and I feel better about Tom Brady's return. Don't ask me why. I just do. I just feel better about Tom Brady coming back. And before I would tell you, it's like, yep, he's gone. LB will tell you how I t- how I talked a couple weeks. I was like, yep, there's no way he's gone. Even a month ago, yep, he is gone. And now I feel like things are changing. And I don't know why it's changing, LB. Maybe this is my dumb brain. This is my stupid brain trying to, like, I don't know, talk myself into this. Maybe you feel the same. 
you feel, LB, about Tom Brady returning? You know, you know it's, it's funny because I remember you and I had a discussion not long ago. Um, it was actually off. It wasn't. It wasn't actually on the on the record here on on Title Talk, but it was beforehand, and we discussed the return of Tom Brady. And I remember you were you were very much sure he was gone. And I, I said to you at that point, I said, "Listen, you know, all you can do is hope that cooler heads prevail, and that the three of them they get together, Kraft, Bill, Brady, and they figure something out. You know, and, and regardless of what happens, maybe they don't figure it out. You know, you just hope that they're going to try, and everybody's going to look." at this thing and say you know us splitting up isn't the best for any of us and find what we can do just to make this work and to just keep this thing going for a couple more years and no matter what I think it would be smart to have a better plan with Brady and, and know that you know maybe you give him two years here I certainly like the sounds of two years um people have said two years 30 per I mean maybe you get to you talk to Tommy say listen man we get it you know maybe in the past we failed you at times you know we didn't you took less and we didn't pay Wes and then there was times that you would take less and maybe we didn't surround you with the best talent, but let's, let's get this thing together for two more years here. We'll just lay it out like this, Tom, this is the plan. Here's the plan. It's written now two more years. Here's your money. We're going to get a backup quarterback situation going here. We need you, you know, we need you to be there for these guys and we're going to give you some weapons, you know? And so I, I think that they'd probably certainly hope that he'd take a little bit less at this point, even, even still, um, but I think it's best they all stick together because, like you said, it's something that I had kind of talked about these past two games versus the Bills versus the Dolphins. I said it a lot. I said, you know, this this could be it. This could be huge with the Brady stuff. This With all these different things, you just don't know what's going to happen, so we have to appreciate these games. And I certainly hope that we have some more Tom Brady and a Patriots uniform left. It's the end of that game. You can see it in his face. I had never seen that look before, and I was starting to feel like he was going to leave too, man, but. I hope you're right. I really do. I hope I hope that feeling that you have now is the correct one. We love we love some Tommy Twelve. Uh, LB, I just can't even imagine my favorite team in the entire world breaking up with Tom Brady or vice versa. Who like if they left, would the Patriots be like, "Yeah, we broke up with Tom Brady," or would Tom Brady be like, "Yeah, I broke up with the Patriots"? Who who leaves that one? Is Tom Brady going to be the one saying, "Yeah, we broke up," and then when they ask? You know, who broke up with who? Tom's like, well, you know, they kind of broke up with me. Who Who's saying that, that who broke up with who, LB? I really need to know. You know, I, I think that Brady would probably spin it like they kind of gave up on him in a way. And, um, you know, you could certainly see his perspective on that. He wanted to work things out. He wasn't they exactly didn't want to work Brady. things out. I don't yeah, know. I mean, how does that feel sometimes? You know, if... If he's willing to stay at less, and let's just say Belichick's really sticking to his guns on this one. He's stubborn. He's saying, nope, we're moving on. Now's the time. You know, thank you and goodbye. Which honestly kind of pissed me off, by the way. You guys have seen me discuss this in the chat. It bugs the shit out of me that Belichick kind of holds the future in his hands that way because I feel like it's unfair. It doesn't exactly – it doesn't sit well with me that Belichick could just say, okay, Tom, you're gone. Thanks, man. See you later. Like, does that sit well with anybody, truthfully, knowing what Tom Brady has done for this guy and that Tom Brady has definitely made <laughs> Bill Belichick more than Bill Belichick has made Brady? How would you feel about that if, if it's just one of those things where Bill says, hey, thanks, but no thanks, and, you know, we, you know how we do your business. We're going to get out early, and we're getting out early now. I mean, how would you feel about that? 
I would be very unhappy, OB. <laughs> but of course, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan ever. I'm sure you're you're certainly up there with me. Both very, very big Tom Brady fans. And sometimes, you know, we love Bill Belichick and we appreciate him a whole lot. But sometimes it's like he feels like that grumpy grandpa sometimes. And sometimes I got to I got to take the side of the grandson, you know. Absolutely. And I think that everybody knows Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach of all time. But, you know, he hasn't been perfect at times. And I think that Brady has certainly masked a lot of his insecurities or his weaknesses over the years as well. So at the end of the day, they're a great team, but you know, man, can't even imagine Brady playing for another team next year. Maybe you should go to the Titans. I know you've been saying that for a while. Oh man. Uh, Tom Brady, please do not leave. Hey LB, something that I'm actually talking about on Twitter right now that I think we need to talk about for like two minutes, solid minute and a half, maybe even 30 seconds. Cause it's not really that important. If we had a wedding, you and I, not, not we're getting married, but if you had a wedding separate from my wedding and I had also had a wedding, of course we'd be we'd be at each other's weddings. But who are we inviting to the wedding from Twitter? And is there like who's the biggest name we could get on our wedding? Okay, let's just say this for for just for this theory purpose. Let's say we both have a wedding. It's the same time and it's a huge party. It's a big event. Like part one's your wedding, part one's part two is my wedding. Who who's the biggest name from Patriots Twitter or Patriots the Patriots actually? Like could we get Robert Kraft to send us a video? Could Bill Belichick send us a video? Could Tom Brady send us a video? How much power do we really have? Could we could we get anything anyone big? Could Isaiah Wynn shout us out? I mean Really, what could we do? Who who would be at this wedding? How many people would be at this wedding? Because in my mind, there's like thousands. There's just like thousands of crazy people with Twitter. And they're just like at our wedding. And Isaiah Wynn shows up and he's like, you know what, Bryson? All those years of you tweeting me, I'm showing up. It's my dog. Josh Gordon makes an appearance. He gets super shit-faced at the bar and has to be carried out. And, you know, Edelman's doing, <laughs> Molly, some- Edelman's doing Molly somewhere and jumping on top of cars. It'd be a lit wedding. I'm not going to lie. This wedding would be really dope. Dola would be there, and Brady would probably be all fired up and drinking beers, and Andrews would be there. Like, could we get these guys – could we get them there? That's the question. Could Do we have that power? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, so basically, you know, it's, it's – Jesus, you know, that's a big one. I, I don't know. Like, am I going to have to fly people out, or are they just, like, showing up on their own dime or – you know? So, I mean, you could get Fitzy there. And he could definitely – he has some power. Maybe Fitzy would, like, call in a few calls. He'd do some retweets. Maybe he'd, like, get Jerry Thornton to show up and, like, we'd be on Barstool with our crazy dual wedding. Like the dual tight ends that we used to have, Gronk Nandez. That'll be us. <laughs> which one of us is Gronk and which one is Hernandez? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think you want to be Hernandez. I, I feel – I guess in a way, but at the same – I mean, you are you are kind of – you know, you're – Obviously bigger than me, taller than me. So I guess you are more Gronk-like, but, you know, at the same time with Hernandez, you know, he's, he's pretty nuts. He's psychotic. Like, that's that's me. Hey, guys, I'm Hernandez. You sure that's who you want to be? Oh, yeah, that's who I want to be. I'm Hernandez. You're Gronk. Cut off the jerseys. Like, don't even, like, wear suits. Just wear, like, sleeves cut off jerseys. Gronk Hernandez. In this Man, in this Gronk, scenario, Dan, by the way, our, our wives are perfectly cool with this, and it was probably their idea. Yeah, you know, imagine if like they'd have to probably be pretty crazy Patriots fans. You'd have to figure to just like go through with this insane idea. 
I mean, this is a thing going on on Twitter. This is like an, this is a debate right now on Twitter. Where'd you say you got this from? Yes, it is. I just said, who's coming to my wedding? Who should I invite? And then everyone started talking. And people were saying, like, you know, Isaiah Wynn. Someone said Aaron Hernandez. A lot of people said me. Someone said, don't invite Shabs. He'll stink it up. That's true. <laughs> and someone said, can I bartend? So then I was just thinking, like, who could I, who could we, me and LB, get at our dual wedding? Could Tom Brady make an appearance? Could he even, like, could we, like, make one of those big videos and, like, Tom Brady has a message. He's like, what's up, LB and Bryson? Love title talk. And, uh, you know, have a good wedding. You know, love you guys. Let's go. Yeah, get like get him to scream, let's fucking go. Let's go. Like, he's just going nuts. And people are like, whoa, Tom Brady's really amped for this weird wedding that's going on right now. <laughs> These two dudes getting married. But they're getting married to chicks. <laughs> And people from Twitter. And one of them is Aaron Hernandez and the other one's Gronk. Yeah. Hernandez is there. We have Gronk Nandez in there. I mean, I guess of the two of us, I guess, I guess it's like, it sucks because I feel like I do have to be Hernandez. And Hernandez, Hernandez was cool. You know what I mean? He was cool. He was just insane. He was a sociopath. So we all know how things ended for Hernandez. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are talking about that big documentary and. I guess in general, I was kind of disappointed, but I've always been fascinated with Hernandez. I grew up right down there. I have pictures at the site. Um, people have actually contacted my mother about buying them because they're pictures that, you know, they're, they're totally just original pictures that haven't been seen by other people before. So um, we went to the house and I, I, I always paid close attention to it. And, you know, I guess something that a lot of people started talking about was what if, what if Hernandez kind of never loses his mind, which... To, to even get to that point, I mean, we have to erase a lot of things that happened in his life, so it's almost impossible. Because people say, what if he didn't kill Owen Lloyd? It's like, I don't think it was going to matter. You know, there was a lot of stuff coming coming down the pike for him. He had shot somebody in the face, would give the money. I mean, this this wasn't going to come over, go over well when it, when it came out that Hernandez shot some dude in the face. I mean, eventually that would have come out. So, it's just, you know, it's a sad case. But what do you think, man? How many Super Bowls would Brady have won with Hernandez if he never got hurt? You know, LB, I, I don't know the I don't know the answer to that. All I know is Hernandez was like my favorite player ever, and I, I'm just gonna speak for all guys my age during this time. Hernandez came into my life at a really, a really not a bad point in my life, but a super impressionable time in my life because I was like 17, 16, 18 years old. I don't know, how, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember I was telling you, like Hernandez's peak was that Texans game, the Monday Night Football Texans game, where they wore the Letterman's jacket. And I'm, it, and for me, I, I just got in college. It was my first year in college, I think, anyway. So, like, I was experiencing sports in a way that a lot of you listening right now are – when you get out of high school and you're like LB and I and you play all these sports and you do all this stuff, you know, you love sports and you love the Patriots on Sunday and you think about them throughout the week, but it's just a different experience because you got your own stuff. You know, you're thinking about that basketball game, that football game, that baseball game, that track meet. You know, it's just a lot different. Like when I wake up now, I can listen to the first take all day long and then I can listen to the next show and then I can, rec can record these shows and I'm, I have my own house now and I can literally do whatever I want. And I remember like this being the biggest game. I'd hyped it up so much in my mind and the Letterman's jackets. And Aaron Hernandez went off in this game. I remember you were telling, you were reminding me how he went off, and he went off. And I had a screensaver of him. It was 11-11. I took a screensaver. I was like 18 years old, and that was my lock screen for like the longest time. And then he he gets arrested, and 
I remember I was like one of those free Hernandez guys, like on my old account somewhere. There was there's free Hernandez tweets, which I deleted, thank gosh. But there's there's free there's some free Hernandez stuff because he's just like he's I remember like people I think they had the wrong when people think about Aaron Hernandez, they think about what he did. But like then, I remember after the Super Bowl loss when Gronk was dancing in the Super Bowl and like he was seen partying all the time. I remember, man, people don't believe me, but I remember watching first take, like I said, watch it every day. And Stephen A, I think, and Skip at this time were debating. And the topic was, does Gronk party too much? And one one of them made a comment that he should be a lot more like Hernandez. And ironically, like this is like, wasn't this like during the time where he'd already like killed someone, basically he'd like already murdered someone. They're like, yeah, he should be more like Hernandez, you know, like a quiet guy, something like that. You, you know, more than me about the timeline LB. So at this time, after the Giants Super Bowl loss, he, Aaron Hernandez already killed someone, right? That is correct. And so Gronk was seen partying at the Super Bowl along with Matt Light, of course. That was made a big deal. People say, oh, it's just Gronk being Gronk. You know, they're allowed to be happy that they made it to Super Bowl. No matter what, they have an after party even for the team that loses, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, this Hernandez stuff comes out. And so Hernandez had supposedly been involved. And no matter how you look at it, you can say he was innocent. He did not shoot a brave and the other man that night that had that night there in Boston. And, you know, they ended up finding in the car, you know, a year later at his cousin's house, caked in dust. But yeah, you can even say, okay, he didn't do it. You know, okay, that's fine. No matter what, he, no, no matter what, his defense was he was there and the other guy did it. The star witness of that, the one that he ended up shooting in the face and leaving for dead in an industrial park. Um, so this takes place where a shooting occurs that no matter what, on, on the record, he has admitted to being at in Boston. I believe he did it, by the way. And then about a month later, he signs that call contract so and there's let's not forget his contract was bigger than Gronk's they gave him more money than than they gave Gronkowski it was the largest contract in the history of football for a tight end at that time and it looked like it was going to be something special man after that 2011 season those two guys just absolutely owning everybody and I remember thinking at the time and when he signed this is not not a lie I remember my family said I remember you talking talking about that Ryan because there was an interview he did where he said you know it just tells you you know you have to start doing things the right way you have to do things the patriot way and it was like wait a minute shouldn't you already be doing things that way like what do you mean exactly so oh man it's just it's funny that people said that about Gronk Hernandez but I did love one thing that they said in a documentary they said Hernandez football IQ was incredible which obviously was who's making plays this is a rookie here for us and how many guys show up here and look like crap as a rookie him and Gronk looked look like look good as Rookies, so remember his first catch. You know, unlike his, Kale Harry. his first catch, he catches the ball, he makes someone miss, and then he like starts going sideline to sideline across the field. Like, <laughs> and his second, a second catch ever, he catches the ball, he, he's lining up in the slot, beats a linebacker, runs an amazing route, catches the ball, stops on a literal dime. Keep in mind, this man was keep in mind, this man was probably like 240 pounds, maybe more. And stops on a dime, makes him fall, and then makes another guy miss. And it was like, dude, he was still wearing the 85 then, his rookie season, second catch ever. I was like, man, this guy, just insane. And people said when he used to run that his footsteps actually, like, they made a specific sound. And you could feel his the power in his feet whenever he would put his foot down. Like, that's how powerful his moves were. And how, just how quick he was. 
And like you just said, how smart he was, how good he was. He played running back. And we all know for the Patriots, if you're going to play slot for the Patriots, if you're going to line up as tight, I mean, think about it. He lined up in the slot. He lined up outside. He lined up as a running back. We just talked about him taking carries in the Super Bowl, and he was successful at it. I mean, this guy did a ton and played for the Patriots. He was a very, very, very smart guy. And we all loved him. I mean, <laughs> we can't lie. Like, not one person was, you know what? I don't like this Hernandez guy, and I'm a Patriots fan. Everyone liked Hernandez. I just remember driving around with my brother one day when it started to become a bigger thing, and it started getting closer to the, they're going to arrest Aaron Hernandez for this, aren't they? And I started saying, this is crazy. This this can't even be real. A Patriots player involved in a shooting? Like, come on. That's that's insane. Not, it's Aaron Hernandez. He's, he's a superstar, you know? He's... He ended up making the NFL top 100 players and all that. You know, this guy, he wouldn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then it all starts coming out. You start hearing everything. And I'll never forget when he actually got arrested that day. And you see the look. I watched it happen live. Watched it all happen live. I watched his court hearings that took place right in North Attleboro that day. And, and a courthouse, actually, that was an Attleboro courthouse the first time that it showed. That one's out in Attleboro. It's kind of crappy looking. And I remember thinking, like, this is insane. This is so real, you know. But as a player, man, he was so good, so fun to watch. It's funny because he wasn't even that fast. He wasn't. He didn't even have necessarily the quickest moves. You know what I mean? Like I've seen guys with quicker jukes, but it worked. He just had a. It, it, he had this knack, this feel for how to beat his defender. What some guys just have, they can just read how to beat you. They can just read everything about you, and they stay no. Like this little step's gonna get him. Not even that's necessarily the greatest thing, but he's going to always fight for extra yards. He was so good, dude. I just can't even imagine what we would have seen for years. And, you know, I've thought about this. Could Inkale Harry run any – can he do more for the offense? Could they use him in that role? LB, stop it. I wanted to ask you. I was like, you know what? I've heard people say this. I'm just going to say it real quick. I'm going to see what Bryson he, says. I want to. We need some in Kale. What are your thoughts on the Kale here? What are your thoughts on Kale here, Bryson? First of all, I don't know who that is. I don't know who this man is. Oh, man. I don't know who this is. Look, we want, all we wanted was AJ Brown. <laughs> Look, even um, on the podcast, what do we always say? Just give us AJ Brown. <laughs> AJ Brown or Ryan, but his, Aaron Hernandez was just so quick. Like he was just, like you just said, so quick. And something, your LB's going to love this. Something that Aaron Hernandez reminded me of. Are you ready for this? Me, freshman year gym class. Yep, that's right. You heard me right, LB. He's got his mic muted, but I know he's laughing right now. So freshman year in gym class, we would play Ultimate Frisbee. And if you guys have never played Ultimate Frisbee before, it's like, it's like soccer plus Frisbee. Plus, like, I don't know. It's just like a weird sport. And like you like once you get the Frisbee, like you can make plays and stuff like you can like make people miss and stuff. And we would play flag football and stuff like that. And my team was like my gym class was like so poverty, like there was like 50 kids in there and there was so poverty. I'm not I'm not even trying to say I'm a good athlete because I'm not even close to a good athlete. But it was me and two other kids. Um, two other kids were not good athletes either. We just happened to be like so far superior to these guys. Like it was the, t- the gym teacher put us three on a team versus the rest of the class during ultimate Frisbee and flag football. And we always kick the shit out of them. Like that should be the funniest thing you've ever, but like, I would just like make these doofuses miss. And I was like, I like felt, I was like, man, you know what? I could probably play in the NFL. I could probably go pro. After after leaving that gym class, <laughs> so that's I can imagine what Aaron, Aaron I Hernandez felt like. 
kids would just like walk up to me after like, dude, Brett, man, you're like, I can't get a hand on you. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted to be like, it's not really because of me. It's just because you're like, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but it is certainly not anything remote to being athletic. You might like, maybe these kids are like just a buddy, probably a bunch of farmers and stuff, but like I was owning them. Like they were, they were getting owned and that, that was during Aaron Hernandez in the NFL was me in gym class. It was just amazing. Like the guy was just like, he just looked like, and he was huge, dude. Like this, this guy was huge. Like you look at pictures of him. He was actually huge. You were probably just like, listen, buddy, don't feel too bad about it. That's what it feels like with the entire force of God. <laughs> oh, man. These kids, these kids looking back on this one, they're not going to feel good. They, they're going to tell their kids about the story about how some dork named Bryson wearing, uh, wearing white shorts, the khaki shorts with pockets in it, and getting owned by a guy that looks like that. Getting owned. That's right. Getting, getting owned. Getting on, we love it. LB, I think I think we exhausted all the Aaron Hernandez stuff. Very good on the Tom Brady stuff. Aaron Hernandez was a favorite of mine, favorite of yours, of course. People want to know more about Aaron Hernandez. They just need to DM LB on Twitter because he'll tell you all about it. He knows way more about Aaron Hernandez than Aaron Hernandez's own parents. <laughs> he knows way more about Aaron Hernandez than literally anyone I've ever heard of in my entire life. Well. It's- it is funny, man. Afterwards, he said, you know, he used to write these letters from jail and he'd say that Rob Gronkowski was the best tight end ever. He said about how Tom Brady was his guy. They were friends and how he loved Tom Brady. And it's funny that, that some of these guys, as crazy as they are, <clears throat> yep, as crazy as they are, they love Tom Brady, man. James Harrison comes here, says he wanted to hate him, but he couldn't help it because he's just such a great guy. Tom's but yeah, OG. Gronk used to write those letters. I mean, Hernandez used to write those letters and, you know, he, he said about how he hated Kraft and that Kraft turned his back on him and all that. And if you watch the documentary, all the times that he looks at Kraft, it's insane. But I'll tell you, it was it was an interesting time, man. I'll never forget it, certainly. And one thing it never that never came to my mind was that the Patriots were somehow at fault or something like that. That's silly. Um, you know, it, things like this happen. People people do snap. It's sad, but it happens. And this guy snapped, and he just had him to play with for your. That's what it was crazy about it, Bryce. And I think that you relate to that. Is that this crazy, insane thing happened, and this guy not only played for your team, but he was one of your favorite players, and that's just the simple facts of it all. It's awesome. I think the other the other story that people, I think, I just remembered, I was going to end on it, but the story that I always love, and people like don't seem to love it as much, but I, I actually loved it a whole lot. The one, the story about Ann Hernandez and Wes Welker, the one about him by, I think, Shalise Young. So, Welker and Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez's rookie year, was trying to learn how to use the film room, and Welker told him to figure it out. And Aaron Hernandez's response was, F you, Wes. I'll F you up. And people around were like, man, Aaron Hernandez is pissed. Like, he is seriously mad. Like, can you, like, I'm, what if Wes has ever thought about that? You know, it's funny that it's so awesome that you say this because I was I was talking to my mother the other day. I was hanging out at her house and she actually mentioned that. She said, you remember when he said he was going to F up Wes? My mom loves that, too. So it's so funny that you bring that up. My mom like loves that story as well. So it's, it's funny that you say that because we start. I said to her and I seriously said to her, I said, how come Wes Welker? It'd be interesting to see him ever talk about it. And she even said he probably doesn't want to talk about it because it's just who even wants to talk about it. Right. I mean. It's insane. It drags yourself into it. And 
but boy, I would love to know, you know, how he felt about him. I remember Matt Light made a comment. And we were talking about this the other day too, which was, you know, he said, I, he never believed in what Aaron Hernandez stood for. And, and it's like, well, you can't just, what do you mean by that? Like, what did you guys think he stood for? Like, so that means he, players on the team had a feel for him and didn't believe in what he stood for. What did you guys believe he stood for? What does that mean? Like, can you please elaborate? Did you, did you guys know, like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> it drives me crazy that he said it. And then Brandon Lloyd said when he got here um, before the 2013 season, 2012 season, I'm sorry, um, Wes Welker told him, you know, ignore Aaron Hernandez. He's going to walk around naked. He's going to drape his testicles on your stool or he's going to have them on the stool. And he's going to talk about his mother bathing him, you know, when he was a teenager. And he's going to talk about, you know, he's going to. Talk about, you know, I don't even know how to say it politically correct. I'm not sure what you're supposed to, but he's going to talk about basically, you know, stuff with guys, I guess. I don't know. It was, but it was crazy. The Patriots team did kind of know this guy was kind of bonkers and that there was stuff going on with him, but I don't, you know, they didn't think he was going to murder anybody. They paid him all that money. It's a crazy story, man. This guy played for our absolute favorite football team and he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl and he did the cool ass celebration. It's crazy. 23 years old when he got arrested. 23 so good. years so talented. old. 23 years old, man. That's, wow. I think the last thing before we get into actual football. What's up, LB? He was, LB. Oh, sorry, say, go ahead, He sir. was better than Gronk, LB's about to say. What were you going to say, LB? Well, I don't. I don't actually. I, I think I've seen you say that. I don't believe he was better than Gronk. I believe, as far as an actual, you know, complete tight end. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski is probably at his peak, the um, best tight end you'll ever see. Tony Gonzalez, to me, would have to be the goat. He had the longevity, but the best tight end at their peak I've ever seen is certainly Rob Gronkowski. But you can call him goat. I'd say he's. It, it gets difficult in that discussion. I'll save that maybe for another time. We could talk about that. But and then you have Hernandez, who would. You know, I, I told you before this, when I used to watch play, I used to think this, he's just a playmaker. If you had to come up with a position for him, I don't know, you just call him a playmaker. Is he really a tight end? I mean, he can block a little bit, but are you, are you asking him to really block? No, he's not lining up in the same positions as Gronk, but they're on the field together at all times. Well, here he's in the slot. Here he's on the outside. Here he's at running back, and he's just making plays everywhere you put him, and he just kind of does it all, and you move him around for mismatches. And, you know, was he a better tight end than Gronkowski I don't I, I don't know I would like to hear your thoughts on it because I think that you believe he was correct no actually I I think that you're probably right to say that Gronk was definitely better but I think that maybe it's just fair to say that Hernandez was just maybe a little bit more talented certainly quicker certainly getting the ball in his hands Gronk was definitely a more physically imposing player, but I think I think if people want to argue about Hernandez uh, being better. I wouldn't like I wouldn't have a weird argument, but Gronk certainly, obviously, his peak was much better. Yeah, it's it's just you just can't make the argument for a pure tight end, you know, debate on how he's actually better. You know what I mean? But I mean, you can obviously say he's. Because he was um, he was really just a mix, you know. You've heard that term H back, but I mean, he was kind of doing more than a normal H back at the same time. So, 
it's it's a difficult one. He didn't really have a position, man. I remember when this guy, I believe it was Denard Robinson was his name. He was coming from Michigan. He used to wear the uh, untied cleats up there at Michigan. And when he got to the NFL, they wanted to change his, I believe that the position they wanted to call it was playmaker. They wanted to give him a new position because he wasn't really going to play quarterback, but they were going to, you know, use him at wide receiver, running back, blah, blah, blah. And he actually had a good one, one good year in the NFL at running back, but you know, some guys are just different. You don't even know how to – I wouldn't even know how to really label Hernandez. I mean, if we're talking greatest tight ends of all time with the stats and stuff he could have accumulated and the place he would have accumulated and just being named a tight end, he would have gone – you know, being named a tight end, he would have gone down as one of the greatest tight ends ever, I think. Probably true, LB. You're probably right. He probably would have. He had the biggest contract ever, and we stand him very hard. And then it all went downhill very fast. But you put a really nice bow on it, LB. You really did a nice job with the Aaron Hernandez stuff. Something LB wanted me to talk about, and I probably, maybe probably should have talked about it before, but really didn't because it was slightly embarrassing. But LB, I guess, thinks it's really funny and likes to see me embarrassed. But here, I'll just go ahead and talk about it. So everyone knows I went to, I went to the WEI station. They invited me. I don't know why they did this, but they did. They were like, look, let's get Bryson NFL up here. My, my second mom, Courtney Fallon, invites me up, take a plane, go up there. And I'm, you know, I'm feeling myself a little bit. I'm like, you know, I'm at the WEI station. I'm the man here. I like, I saw the guys from the, uh, the main podcast, the main show there. They're in the studio behind me, Kristen Fourier and Lou, all those guys. I met them all. I mean, they're probably like, yeah, this guy, Bryson. Yeah. Weirdo freak. Weirdo freak. But anyway, <laughs> so probably, we do the. I'll tell you what, though. They've probably seen you on Twitter. No chance, no chance, LB, no chance. If they saw me on Twitter, they'd be better at Twitter. Wait a minute, Matt Chatham literally follows you, though. Yeah, he does. I mean, he literally follows you. He's, it wasn't him, <laughs> So it's like, these guys probably do know who you are. <laughs> I know, I, I heard you mention Chatham, and I thought of Chatham, I don't know. I think maybe he goes on there. So I, thought, I thought I heard you say Chatham, I don't know why. No, it's, um, it's Fourier. And it's Lou, and it's oh, man. If there's another guy, I don't really remember. I'm not see. I don't really listen to Bo- I don't like listening to Boston North Sports Radio. I don't like listening to Boston Sports Radio because I feel like it. I have a nice outsider perspective by not listening to them, and I don't. I don't think like them, and it allows me to have a clear head. So I just don't really do it very much. But I listen to Courtney Fallon, and so I get on her podcast and I do my thing, you know, as best as I could. And I leave and I'm exhausted and cold. I'm not wearing nearly enough and my phone's barely charged. So I leave. I'm like, yeah, I'll see you later. And keep in mind, like, I have no idea where I'm at. Like, I'm in, like, I think I was in Brighton and I have no idea where I'm at in the studio specifically. So I'm, I walk out, I see the exit. I'm like, yep, see you later. I'm ducking. And I, 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 I went past like three or four stairwells. I was like, nah, this ain't it. Nah, this ain't it. Nah, this ain't it. And in my head, I was like, just ask someone, Bryson. Quit being a goof. And I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to find it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And I walk outside and the door shuts and I instantly see the little red light, which means this door requires a key card to get back in. So I was like, okay, there we go. Need is a key card. All right. So walk out, you know, walk to all the edges. It's fenced in. It's a fenced in. It's a gated parking lot. It's like super secure for some reason, I guess. So the only way to get out of this parking lot is actually if a car walks up, walks up, if a car drives up 
to the little gate and the gate opens and the car leaves. So I see this and I'm like, man, I'm screwed. I'm cold, dude. I got to leave. And there's and I, and like in my mind, I'm like, I would rather freeze for another hour waiting on one of this one, one of these extremely famous people leaving and me like following their car out the back like a creep and, and then just like text Courtney and be like, hey, could you please show me the way out? Like, like a doofus that I am. So I'm, I'm, I walk up to the gate and I put my hand on it and I'm like, you know, maybe this will trigger it to open. It didn't open. And I kept trying to trigger it. And like, <laughs> someone is in the, I was like, I'm like walking around. I'm like, put your hand on it. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to like, you just like waved at it. Like open, open gate. And someone is in the parking lot the whole time. They're like, what is this kid doing? Like, this kid's like, God, this kid's stupid. And I'm like, just waving my hand. I'm like walking around the parking lot. And then I, I walk back and then I see car lights gone and I wait. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my chance. I got my hood up and the guy's probably like, oh, this guy might rob me. I don't know who this is. So I see the car. The car hits the he hits the exit. The gate opens. I'm right behind the car. So this guy's probably like, man, I got to book it. This guy's about to rob me in my own parking lot. Who is this guy? So I just follow him out. <laughs> then I call my Uber and I leave. And that's how I ended up leaving. God bless me. There was a car in the parking lot. Thankfully, I could leave without embarrass- embarrassing myself too much. And if Courtney Fallon is actually listening to this, yes, this did happen. And I am this stupid. I love it. I love that you waved your hand at it, like oh, open, open. I was like, come on. Like you're just like, oh. like you're just like, like you're living an entire different like. You're just on a whole different like, just stratosphere. Just waving your hand at the gate, like <laughs> this ought to do it. Like you know, like this should get it open. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I just I thought it was funny. He said, "Oh, I got stuck in the parking lot," and I'm like, "Wait a minute. What do you mean you got stuck in the parking lot here? Like, what are you talking about?" Oh well. I got stuck in the parking lot. You know, I did everything I could to get out. So how long were you there for, man? So in the parking lot, I was there for probably not too long, but long enough to where I was like, I started weighing my options when I was cold. I was like, you know, should I jump the fence? Would that be frowned upon? Would they call the police? Um, Should I just wait for another car? Should I um, call someone? Ah, fuck. I don't know what to do. So it was it was it was probably twenty minutes, but maybe probably less even. But it was just cold, and I was like, "Do you think like they, do you think they were just like all watching you from upstairs? Like, let's see what he does next. Like, they just like, had like a whole like, bet on you. Like, oh, he did it. He waved at it. He actually did it. You know what I mean? This, how does this kid? How does this guy? How does this guy? Like, do so much stuff on Twitter. And like here he is outside in our gate, and he like can't even figure out how the hell to leave our place. Like this is the guy we're competing with on Twitter. This guy can't even figure out how well, to leave. I do. <laughs> I do want to say though, in all seriousness, man, I I love the fact that you went up there and did it. You know, the, the second that you said you had a chance to do this, I was really proud of you. I, I, you know, Bryce in NFL, he's doing a great job. I know that I know that he has a lot of passion for the Patriots. He has passions for you know for the, he has a lot of passion for the podcast, and you do a great job, man. I was really proud of you to see you get that. You know, to see you go on there with Courtney Fallon. You know, if you guys are on Twitter, go give her a follow. She, her and Bryce are honestly they're they're good. You know, they do good stuff together. I, I was really proud of you, man. I, I know I think that you saw like as soon as you mentioned, it, I was like, oh man, Bryson's got to do this. This is just man, you hop on a plane from west virginia you you went to you know wherever in massachusetts and and you went on wei man that's really cool stuff dude you know that really is cool stuff were you excited were you nervous how'd you feel 
I was I was nervous. See, this is a, doing title talk with OB, doing title talk with Alonzo in the past, doing title talk with all the various guests we've had on. It's something that I am in control of, and when I and I work really hard at it, LB does too. And when we come on, we talk and we figure out, you know, what's going on here. And I have an idea, and it's something that I think about. And I, I'm not playing the guessing game, and I'm not really, I'm not really good at just like you're like, hey, Bryson, how about this topic? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, gee, I didn't really think about that because I like to say smart things, and it was it was a very great experience. And uh, people told me that I did okay on it. I didn't. I didn't want to listen. Even listen. I clicked it just to give Courtney the clicks, and I did it multiple times. But I didn't want to listen to it because I felt like I didn't do too great because I was just out of my element and kind of uncomfortable and like worried about saying certain stuff. And on this podcast, you know, it's our podcast. I can say what I want, and like no one's here to tell me not to say anything. And if they get mad, it doesn't matter. But if I say something stupid on someone else's podcast and that affects them then i was just like hey i was kind of uptight i'm not gonna lie i was in a big studio it was uh it was pretty it was pretty (laughs) nerve-wracking gotta say that's good stuff though man all experience i know how how much how hard you work at it and um you know i I have fun coming on here with you I, i i can only imagine it's like me doing the podcast with you for the first time. I've told you guys, I've told our listeners, I was sweating. I was nervous. I was going to not do it. I was going to seriously not do it. And then I, I actually started texting somebody. I just texted my mother, I believe it was. And I was saying, yeah, I was going to do this podcast with Bryson. And, you know, I don't think I'm going to do it now. I'm kind of, she said, you know, you got you to gotta do it. You'll have a blast. You love to talk football. You'll have fun. I remember how much fun it was, man. I had a blast the first time. I'll never forget my first time coming on Title Talk. I have a kitten. I legitimately have a kitten attacking my uh, mic, so I got to walk away from these things. Um, first time I came on was, was actually after the Titans lost last year, and we discussed a few things. Actually, I remember we discussed OBJ. That video came out of him doing it. it looked like he was doing drugs. There was a blunt there. There was you know weed, and he had the um, the girl there, and he was going to pay the girl apparently to have intercourse with his friend, and he was just going to watch. And we had a good time talking about that, and we talked about the Patriots dynasty being, you know, done. It was done. It was over. It was dead for about the fifth time that season or, you know, one of the five times that season. I remember how much fun we actually had. I'll, I'll never forget that first pop podcast, man. That was fun. And then, you know, it is a fun time. It's always good to get on here and talk football, man. I mean, and then we like to talk about Bryson going to the gym, doing his triceps, Bryson getting lost in parking lots. Maybe we talk some, like, we go old school Al Bundy type stuff, and we talk about us in high school when we used to absolutely own all the kids around us. You know, because I used to call these kids, I'd be like, oh, these kids got nothing on me, man. You know, I'm the man. These are just some kids, you know. Bryson smoking people on special teams like Sony's going to probably be doing next year for the Patriots on kickoff team. We, we absolutely love it, man, you know. Love to see it. You know what? This this is a great podcast, LB. Something great that we have created. And we have a lot of stands. You know, I, I look around, look around NFL podcasts, NFL Twitter. Not a lot of people just have like podcast stands and stuff like that. But that is something that we have. I'm very happy for all the growth we've had this year. Of course, on Title Talk and all the people we've met. Love you guys. Love you guys very much. To all the people that I've met, they've been super cool. You know, no one's can't, no one's actually thrown stuff at me in person. That's that's a really that's a really big step for me. No one's, you know, I once slandered Dwayne Allen really hard on a, on podcast multiple times. No one's ever, uh, Dwayne's never talked to me about it. 
So that's really good. And, you know, we're fans of the game. We try to be as smart as we can, and we try to give you perspectives that we feel are good perspectives. LB gives good perspectives, so do I. We feel like, and you guys listen, so you obviously think the same, or maybe just like you just keep listening. You're like, man, these guys suck. I'm going to listen every day. And every time I'm going to listen and I'm going to remember this. These guys are terrible. (laughs) Maybe they do. I don't know, man. But the LB, this podcast is called Title Talk. And the craziest part about it is it's championship weekend. There's no Patriots. They were bounced out. Of course, we talked about in the Titans. We talked about our first podcast with the Titans. The Titans put the Patriots out. And now, here we are. It is Titans Chiefs and then Packers 49ers. Two matchups that, for Patriots fans, we're not happy about, okay? We're not happy about these matchups at all. We're, we would be happy at the result of the Niners and and the Titans, Titans winning. We'd be very happy, but we're not happy that this we're put in the situation where we're going to have to – like, we can't just, like, relax and be like, you know, we could watch, I don't know, the Seahawks and the, and the 49ers, or we could be watching the Texans. Imagine if we're out there in the Texans and Titans. It would be such a great weekend of football. But now we are back into it. We're like shoved back into the, like this vault of football stress that is the Patriots, but it's actually not because of the teams that are playing. So for the start off with the Chiefs Titans here, Titans been on a roll lately. They've been destroying everyone. Derrick Henry's third going for 30 carries a game, just running over teams, and their their defense has been pretty good, especially in the red zone as of late. And the Chiefs just had the game. You know, the Chiefs were kind of up and down all year. The defense kind of got together. I feel I always felt like they were a really good team, but maybe they would probably blow their load in the playoffs. But now here we are, AFC Championship game. The Chiefs are back playing the Titans. And I think the line is like Kansas City plus seven and a half, seven and something like that. I watched the game last week. The Chiefs – just talking strictly emotion, LB. They kind of blew their load in this game. Mahomes was like dancing around. I mean, the divisional playoffs, like dancing around, and and like the Chiefs came roaring back and expended a ton of energy. And the Titans were just cool, calm, collected. And I would probably just take Titans plus seven, and I would, I would probably favor the Titans to just win here. Just like keep doing it, just like roll them, or maybe this, maybe the story ends, LB. I don't know what you think, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and pick the Titans. I'm not going to look stupid, and I'm, I'm going to pick the Titans, and I'm going to love it because if the Chiefs if the Chiefs lose, this is great for the Patriots fans, obviously. Yep, absolutely great, and I will say this. The Titans have played excellent football. They certainly worried me going into our game. They came to England. They beat the Patriots in Gillette. That's hard to do. Um, they went into another hostile environment versus the number one team in the AFC, 14-2 record MVP quarterback. They had just been dominating everybody that set the record for most rushing yards in a single season by a team. The Ravens were just rolling, and the Titans absolutely punched them in the mouth and just sent them home. And you could see some of this stuff before the game. Jackson and the other guys kind of fooling around in the cart, and they weren't ready to go, and they went out there and they got smacked. <clears throat> the Titans, they just, you know, they, they seem like a team that, they're happy with what they've done, but I, I don't feel like they want to be done yet, you know, and we saw them then. We are now seeing the Chiefs just Tyreek saying things like nobody can cover us across the league. Now you got Frank Clark saying that Dirk Henry is actually not hard to tackle and that he doesn't run that hard for a guy his size. So why do these teams keep running their mouths? Earl Thomas saying those guys didn't want to tackle 
you know, Derrick Henry out there and the Patriots. And then what happened? He got embarrassed. Dude got turned around on a stiff arm and, and Derrick Henry was using him as a lead blocker, as a dummy. And I mean, these teams just keep talking about the Titans in this light and the Titans are using all of it. They're using every little thing they can get because they know that right now that they are just playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. This is it. I mean, they're just laying it all out on the field and these teams keep talking and I would just love, love to see the Titans keep doing this, keep running the football. I actually think Tannehill will have a better game tomorrow than anybody's going to expect. I think that this running game has opened up a ton of things. I'd like to see a screen to Henry at some point in this football game, maybe even early on, get him involved maybe with the, in the passing game or something if you can, but you know, I think Tannehill might actually have a good game tomorrow. I could see a lot of things opening up. I would love to see the Titans win this football game, Bryce, and I would absolutely love it. It it would it wouldn't be as good as the Patriots winning, but it it would see absolute best scenario right now is Titans winning. As far as 49ers Packers go, I don't know what you. I, I just want to see the 49ers win and then the Titans win the Super Bowl. So the thing about the Chiefs game, LB, that would scare me a little bit if I was rooting for the Titans is it's they're not like the Ravens because the Titans got up on the Ravens and then they made it much easier because it was a drop back passing game for Lamar and they had their receivers had a ton of drops. He kind of overthrew some players, which no one's going to blame Lamar Jackson for, of course, but he kind of had an eh game and because they got behind quick, they kind of panicked and the chiefs had just played this kind of game. They got behind and the Titans have to play from the front. They just got to play from the front. Like the coin toss is going to be huge. Who gets the ball first, who scores first, who sets the tone early? That's going to be huge. But the thing is, like, the Titans could go up 21-0. Like, how many points would the Titans score? We'd be like, yep, this game's over if you're the tit- if you're a Titans fan, which we are this weekend. How many points, LB? 28-0, 35-0. What, what oh, point, at what point and what quarter are you like, yep, Chiefs are toast? Boy, not, no point. That's the craziest they're, like, almost... they're, like, they're like Steph Curry. <laughs> the Chiefs are just like a, the Golden I... State Warriors. I absolutely hate them, but I mean, they scored no points in the first half of the last year's AFC championship game. And then they scored, you know, 31 or whatever the hell it was in the second half of last year's AFC championship game. So this is a team that they're tough to put away. You just got to, you just got to play them well. You got to run the football. You got to really take advantage of Derek Henry running the football well too. The Titans haven't done a great job of working time of time of possession. They didn't do a great job of time of possession with the Patriots either, because I mean, you have this guy running all over you and you're just... I mean, the clock was they, it was still almost equal. And the Patriots' offense was terrible. So, <clears throat> in my opinion, you got to control the clock. you got to try to keep the ball, ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. But I think it's possible. It's tough. I think you're going to have to see Tannehill do a better job because they're going to load up to try to stop that run game. So, you know, if a team's going to do that, you still have guys like A.J. Brown out there. And, you know, Tannehill's been making some good plays. So, they have they have ways of doing it. They're gonna have to play their football game. They have to do it well, man. I would I would absolutely love to see the Titans win the Super Bowl. That is my dream scenario. I think you're right. If we're gonna rate, if we're gonna rank Super Bowl wins, I said on the last podcast, you know, you can kind of the Patriots fans, we can kind of annex Jimmy G's Super Bowls because he kind of is like Tom Brady, like. He is who he is because of Tom Brady, kind of in a way. So we can kind of like, we can kind of troll on Twitter and like take credit for his Super Bowl wins. But then the Niners have six Super Bowls. So that kind of like puts the Patriots in a weird spot. So I wouldn't want that as much. So I would say the Chiefs winning, that's got to be number one worst scenario. The Packers winning, that's number two. Niners, number three. And Titans, number four for the favorite, for the Patriots fans' most happy outcome. 
It's got to be Titans. Please win it. All right. The Titans can't win it. I'll take the 49ers. I guess they get six Super Bowls. But like you said, at least we can push a narrative like, hey, Jimmy G, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, don't want Rodgers getting another ring. Certainly can't have that. And we certainly do not want Magic Mahomes and the Chiefs getting a ring. So, I mean, it's that simple. So we need a Titans 49ers Super Bowl. We need the 49ers do what they did to the Packers early in the year where they just absolutely beat the hell out of them. And, you know, that's what we need. It, yeah, it is OB. Like, man, I just really, I just really just, I just really want to see the Niners play the Titans. That's all I want. You know, Niners Chiefs would be very fun, and it would be fun seeing the Chiefs just blow it in the biggest game of the year. But I just really want the Titans to just do us all a favor right here and just like put them to rest just right now, tomorrow. Derrick Henry, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like five o'clock p.m. And I've actually got I got a dinner I gotta go to I gotta go to church and then I gotta get a dinner so maybe I'll miss the first half but but then it'll be like five o'clock and Derek Henry will be like running all over people and it'll just be like the best it'll just be the best feeling ever the best possible feeling would just be Derek Henry running over people but the thing is the other we can just transition to the Packers game LB but I think the thing about Aaron Rodgers is like another like the craziest thing is like people are like man Aaron Rodgers gets that second ring it's like really. Like, Aaron Rodgers' entire career has been like, yeah, he has one ring, but he's, like, you know, really awesome, and rings really don't matter that much. But now he's had a really kind of a shitty Aaron Rodgers season, and so he gets the ring, and now he's, like, suddenly, like, the greatest quarterback of all time. That's that's awesome, guys. R- way to really, really stick by your narrative there. Because all of a sudden, when, when, when Aaron Rodgers starts winning, it's quarterback wins matter, and Brady stinks because Aaron Rodgers won this year. That's awesome. Yep, and that's something I've been saying would happen for a while now, too. And it's just like a joke that if Rodgers does win another one, everybody's going to use it as, well, that helps his legacy. And I used to say that to people. So if he wins another one, that doesn't boost his legacy. Oh, uh, no, not really, because rings don't matter. It's just a team thing. And it's like now they're all saying it like, oh, well, Rodgers is going to get another ring. Like, okay, you guys are clowns. Thought they didn't matter. This will, in, in the minds of them, this will make them like an automatic. His fans are going to say it's the greatest ever if he wins the Super Bowl. Be ready for that if it happens. I'm ready for it, LB. I've been ready for it. It's going to happen. It's like, yeah, you know, top, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been top 10 in QBR since 2015. But, you know, this ring and quarterback wins matter all of a sudden. So that's awesome. As for the Packers-Niners game, I think... What week was it? Week so week eleven, week twelve, one of those weeks in November, Thanksgiving week. When I, on the way home, I was in the car with Boris and watching the game on my phone, and the Niners were just crushing, crushing, crushing the Packers. And a lot of people will say, you know, uh, well, the rem- the rematch is always usually different, but with the Packers, they'll be. I think the Cardinals was a team they played twice. There's been a couple recent examples of Packers playing teams twice, getting crushed, and then losing again. It's not really, it's not really um, like they lose and then they win all of a sudden, or they win and then they lose. They just lost every time they lose to a team. They lose to them again, non-division, non-division opponents. And you know, the the Niners' defensive coordinator is best friends with Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan's his little his main buddy. For every team he's ever been on was Matt LaFleur. So he was like underneath Kyle Shanahan. So like 
Kyle Shan, like Matt Lafleur is like Kyle Shanahan's like little, like not even little brother. He's like even smaller than that. He's like his little cousin, his dinky little cousin that he brings along with him. And you saw it in the Packers Niners <laughs> game. They were owning hey guys. Him, and, his, and his defensive coordinator is like best friends with him. Like all the signs are just like telling you that the Niners are just going to absolutely wax the floor with the Green Bay Packers. I don't even think a very good team at all. Like, like I don't think the Green Bay Packers are, are a great team at all. And they, they don't have the coaching edge. And as for quarterback, is it's got to be a wash or Jimmy G's better this season, I would say. What do you think? So it's funny, right? They love passer rating. And something that our buddy KP always likes to say is his uh, 81 passer rating, 81.3, something like that. 81.2, whatever, passer rating in the four biggest games of his life. Um, the Seattle AFC Championship game. Falcons AFC Championship game, AFC Championship game versus the Bears. The other year won the Super Bowl, and of course that includes the Super Bowl. So let's not forget he almost lost to the Bears that game too. <laughs> they had a lead and they almost blew it. Um, some terrible quarterback, I can't even remember his name, almost led the comeback on Packers on the Packers in that game. So we need that loss to Rodgers' record, man. Let's get him another loss in the championship game. Let's get his numbers. Maybe he can – let's get him to get blown out. What's oh, yeah, up? Yeah, just, I just remembered something. Last year, th- last year the Packers also played the Niners, and their quarterback was CJ. Was he CJ Beathard? And they beat them. They beat oh, the yeah. Packers. Yeah. Well, no. I, isn't that? The, I believe that's the game that the Pat that Rogers had the comeback, and everybody went crazy. Everybody said, "Dude, it was the 49ers. They're bad." Yeah, that's right. So they were like, he had that comeback. Do you remember? Were, the, the Everybody 49ers, said it was the greatest comeback they've ever seen. The 49ers had the worst quarterback in the NFL. And it, actually, you know what? The hilarious, you know what? I got to shout out to Aaron Rodgers here, LB, because on this day, he won me like 100 bucks. So this was back when I was gambling like a crazy man. And I had a prop bet. And my prop bet was something about Devontae Adams, so many catches or something like that. And I had a lot of money right on it. This is, I don't know how much it was, but I also had, I think I also had the Niners money line. I can't remember, but I, 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 it was coming down. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to miss this by one catch. I'm right here. I'm going to, I'm right here. And then Aaron Rodgers, as you remember at the end, he throws, he like inexplicably throws a pass to Devontae Adams. Like he just like chucks up a prayer to Devontae Adams to put him in field goal range. And I won. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You know, the Packers came back. but So Kyle Shanahan has been owning the Niners with bums at quarterback, and now he has Jimmy G and a much better – he has George Kittle, Jimmy G, a much better defense, Richard Sherman's healthy. Like, this – I don't care. This has all the makings of the Niners just absolutely owning, and I would be shocked to death if the Niners lost. It's all fun and games until the Packers lose in the playoffs. Right now, their fans are really gassing up the narrative that everybody says they're bad. And you know what? I'll certainly give them credit. I know a lot of people don't feel they're that good. But, you know, you go 13-3, you got to buy. You want a playoff game. You're doing a good job. But, you know, it would be great to see Rod- – imagine if Rodgers loses and has a bad game. And, I mean, we can all just go crazy with it and – his fans are going to say, it was his first year with his new offensive coordinator, and they, they did a great job getting this chance. They're only going to be better next year. And it's like, you don't even know that. It's such a year-by-year league. The Packers could just be, they could be terrible next year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, you just don't know when you get these chances again in the NFL. Not everybody's like the Patriots, and they do it every year, you know? So we need a, we need a Packers loss, bro. We need it big time. Just need it. Get, get Tom Brady another ring. You know what I mean? It would be Tom Brady contributing to another franchise getting six rings, and we love it. It will count as Brady's rings. Brady will have seven rings. Yes, he will. You know, but tight, 
Titans first, though. T- that's for me. Titans first. I just, I just like that the, the Patriots are one of two teams with six rings. You know what I mean? So let's keep it that way. It would be very nice. It would be very nice. And, you know, the other thing that sucks about this weekend, OB, is Alabama wasn't in the national title game. And we don't get to claim we don't get to claim another Alabama championship, which we actually root for. And no one can tell us otherwise because Alabama, every time they win, the Patriots win. And I just add all of those. What have they won? Like 800 titles? You just add them on to the Patriots title. So technically, the Niners have a long way to go if they want to catch the Patriots because if you add the Alabama titles, long everything – Next, yeah, it's just like they got a long way to go. Like people will say, you know, six, it's even. No, it's not even because Nick Saban has like eight titles in the last like 10. I don't know how many titles it is, but it's a lot. So we just annex those titles and people would just cry about it. I remember saying this last year and people were like, no, you can't do that. It's like, yeah, I can do it. You know what? I'm going to do it because just I'm did. A, I, yeah, I just literally did it. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can ar- cry, but argue. Weep all you want. I just did it, and I'm gonna do continue doing it. You know what? I almost, I almost, I almost add LSU's title to Patriots' title total because so many people were comparing Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. And once you do this, you open up this Pandora's box of me adding titles from your team to my team that count for my team, but don't actually count for your team, which is what you just did. So I'm thinking about offensive coordinator's last name Brady. It, it was Joe Brady. So it was Joe Brady. So so there's Joe Tooney for the Patriots, and then there's Tom Brady for the Patriots. So like you can just we can just say that this guy was just a combination of these two. We just steal the title and it doesn't matter. Which by the way, I just want to say something that no one else will say. Joe Burrow is the best number nine in New Orleans. He's the best. I mean, you could argue he is like the best number nine. Let me think. Um yeah, let's just go ever. Best ever. Best quarterback to ever wear the number nine. Screw it, right? Whatever. Who cares? Tony Romo. Bah, whatever. Joe Burrow, buddy. Can you we, know? I don't can care. We, it's can him. we, like, remind everyone, LB, that Taysom Hill had a better playoff game than Drew Brees? How come nobody talks about, you know, this That's being awesome. the end of the Saints – the Saints run. I mean, the Saints have been the most disappointing franchise, truthfully. They have had so many good teams – that just didn't win when winning it mattered most. I know that they, they kind of got hosed last year in the championship game, but I mean, it goes beyond that. They've had this quarterback being productive for so long, a really good coach, a lot of talent, and yet they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2009. You know, now Breeze goes into a, into a season where, off season where he doesn't have a contract. They just lost in the wild card. How come nobody's saying it's the end of the Saints run? I really wish they would. You know, no one's calling Drew Breeze washed. No, you know, he's just like Taysom Hill just comes out there and is a better pass with a Drew Brees. But no one said this would be like if like Julian Edelman came into a playoff game. Remember how bad people freaked out about Julian Edelman had that long pass in the Green Bay Packers game? I think it was last year. Maybe it was the Vikings. I think it was a Packers game. People are like, oh, wow, Julian Edelman, best quarterback. It was. And, like, and no one said. Quarter. Yes. He had no more yards said, in that quarter than Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he did. No one's going to say this about Taysom Hill. But, like, it wouldn't be that crazy if the Saints were just like, you know what, we're rolling with Taysom Hill quarterback. You know, Drew, you've done a lot for us. And, like, no one would bat an eye. But if that were Tom Brady, let's just say Taysom Hill wins, like, nine games next year, ten games. If that were Tom Brady, oh, boy, that would not be a good look. System quarterback. Right? What did Teddy Bridgewater do this year in place of Breeze? 5-0, baby. Played well, too. 5-0, baby. 
what I I mean LB, so. what I need the most what I need the most is Drew Brees to retire and then Brady keeps playing then he passes the records and then Brady not celebrating him passing Drew Brees' record and during the game and stopping the game and making a buffoon out of the game of NFL football that's what I want you know I said you know, I said that stuff last year when he did the same crap. I said, this guy acts like a bozo for setting records. Brady doesn't do that. And there's a certain portion of Twitter that was all mad. Ugh. Avi-less Patriots. Twitter. It's like I share pictures of myself all the time. Everybody knows what I look like. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And then they're mad because I said that. I said, you can't just let Breeze have his moment. It's like, no, he acts like a tool. Like, cool, you got the passing yards or touchdowns or completions. Like, we, we get it, man, but you're stopping the game. You're making a whole spectacle out of it. Tom Brady would never do that, yet people hate Tom Brady. <laughs> like, imagine Brady doing that. I know people probably like, get tired of, like, the – imagine if the Patriots did that. But in a lot of cases, it's true. Like, it really is. Like, imagine Brady stopping the game, doing all this crap because he just set a record. Tom Brady doesn't care. I mean, like, maybe he cares, but – He'd just be like, "What? A, hey, it's another, it's another, another thing, another thing I accomplished. Another I, I, thing I accomplished in the most decorated sports career ever." I truly, you know what? I, what I love, I love and I cherish, cherish it even the fact that in the sport of the National Football League, the thing that we do when we don't include the playoffs and stuff—that's that's amazing. That's just the most amazing thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, Tom Brady leads the NFL in career passing touchdowns if you include the playoffs. Of course he does. And people are like, well, no, you know, that doesn't count. Of course, you know, the playoffs are a place where you play significantly higher competition with with much, much more heavy stakes. You know, and the other thing that that our pod father talks about, which I don't know if you listen to this podcast, Bill Simmons podcast, that'll be a lot of people from the New England area don't care for him, but I love the guy. He says that there should be a place in the NFL record books where Tom Brady gets another win or something like that with all the bye weeks he's had because he could have these chances in the divisional round games where he just pads his stats against incredibly shitty teams. But with the bye week, you almost miss out on a playoff win. Because you we were so good that you didn't have to play. So they should make the Tom Brady rule and they should like add in by weeks for like half a playoff win or something like that. It is kind of incredible when you think about it. I mean, all the winning he's done, other quarterbacks win and it becomes a stat. When Tom Brady wins, it's a team thing. You know, it's so silly. It really is, man. It's silly. Tom Brady's absolutely owning and he is the GOAT, period. Love to see it. Cherish it even. Love it. Even cherish it all day long. Pray about it. This snow here is pretty crazy, man. We're getting some snow up that. here in Connecticut. Look at that. Look at all the yeah, snow. Yeah, man. All the snow. What about, I don't is, like it. Is it that much snow? It's like I'm watching this video, and it's like people are like digging their cars out. And I just want – the worst day of my life, LB, speaking of people digging their cars out of snow, was that 2015 AFC Championship game against Denver – there was a big storm. You probably remember it. You probably, you guys probably got hit by the same storm. But like, I'm looking at these photos, like these videos of like these cars buried underneath in, in the snow. And my car was like this. And um, I remember digging my car out and had you know to else actually, is, uh, actually go to school the next day. It's like, what the heck? I'm, I'm sure not a lot of New Englanders remember this too. And the Patriots went to Super Bowl 49 in 
in Seattle to play Seattle. I'm sorry, in Arizona, we actually got nailed with a huge storm. Yes. It was a couple feet of snow. So they were out in they were out in the desert, you know, in beautiful weather, playing the Super Bowl, and we got, we were getting nailed by a storm. Patriots are going to win that game, by the way. LB, I remember this because I was coming home from Arizona. Because actually, long story short, I missed my flight to I missed my uh, my flight from Pittsburgh to Arizona, so I had to take a different route. So on the way back, I went through Chicago, and Chicago had that big storm you're talking about. And we when we landed on the runway, it was like holy cow! There's a foot of snow on the runway. I don't know how we're doing this right now. I wouldn't drive my car through this runway, and yet here we are with a giant multi-million ton air vehicular vehicle landing it was crazy just coming from the <laughs> desert it was crazy you were... oh man that does sound like a good time huh but hey at least they won you went to a super bowl that they won man that's actually still like the coolest thing so i i think we all know your favorite football game ever oh yes it's uh it's super bowl 49 everyone can weep you know what i I'm just going to reiterate, I did not enjoy Super Bowl 51. I did not. At the end, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the end, but I did not, in the moment, enjoy like the first two and a half hours of that game. I was a wreck. You know, I, I, I guess my father and I, we sat there, we watched the whole thing. We never really freaked out. Even now in 28-3, to 3, we kept saying they were going to win. I don't know why we believed that, but we did. So when they, they actually they did come back and win, it was actually even sweeter because... Oh, I had I was tweet through it, man. I Broncos fans on me saying we were doing that last year versus the versus the Seahawks. It's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna or a couple years ago we were doing that for the Seahawks. You know when they got blown out forty three to eight. So I talked to a lot of Broncos fans. They said, "Oh, dude, trust me, it's over. You're doing the same thing we did versus versus the Seahawks." And hey, they did it. It was incredible. But I mean, oh. the actual football game has to be Super Bowl forty nine. Absolutely, I'll be. Was something that all the listeners probably they're probably a bunch of Celtics fans. Something incredible just happened in the Celtics game. You want to know what that incredible thing was, LB? Absolutely. Gordon Hayward missed a lamp, but LB he looked good doing it. <laughs> how good did he look going for it? Did you like how he looked going for it? <laughs> LB, I'll tell Gordon. you what, Bryson had a fell. Gordon Hayward One second, the layup. You know what? I I should probably go. I see I have to shovel snow now because the car is showing up. But I love you good, sir. I appreciate the podcast. I will talk to you very soon, okay? Okay, LB. Love you very much. And uh, Gordon Hayward, like how he looked going for it. Like how he looked going for it. Go Gordon Hayward. He's great. Looks great. Misses layups. Sucks. He's great. We love all our shitty players. Go Celtics. <laughs> see you later, buddy. Thank you.